0: Welcome. I'm Kristen, and this is the Simple Handmade Everyday Podcast, where I talk about living a creative, intentional life. I like to chat about quilting, knitting, what I'm reading and watching, and even a little bit about keeping a cozy, organized home. You can find me online at my blog, Simple Handmade Everyday at KristenEsser.com, or on Instagram, at KristenEsser. I've got my cup of tea in hand, so let's settle in for a chat. Welcome to episode six, The I Am Adjusting to Real Life After Spring Break episode. Thank you for listening. I love spending this time with you. And if you are new, welcome. Um, There are five other episodes to check out, so I would be thrilled if you did that. And if you've listened before, welcome back. I love you all. First of all, I guess I'd like to thank a few people who have left iTunes reviews. So exciting. I'm up to six iTunes reviews. <laughs> so to NC Quilter, Lake Quilter, and Jack's Grands, Thank you so much for taking the time to do an iTunes review. There's other people who have done some ratings. They don't tell me who those are, but thank you if you've done that as well. I really, really appreciate it. Um, The other bit of sort of housekeeping that uh, I wanted to talk about is that I launched a newsletter. Um, You can sign up for it on my uh, blog, Simple Handmade Every Day, which is at KristenEsser.com, but either one will will bring you to it. And it was so much fun to put together. I've resisted doing a newsletter for so long uh, because I just didn't really want to intrude into people's inboxes because I know how crazy that could be but by the same token I I think it's fun to sort of continue the conversation so um, in the newsletter you'll just find you know just like um, some fun little blurb about what's going on, um, some fun links that very much kind of go along with the themes of this podcast. Um, Something usually is what I'm planning about quilting, something about knitting, maybe a recipe that we love, um, in some sort of, you know, kind of homemaking, housekeeping, organizing tip. I put a fun little video at the end of this one because sometimes I just really like fun little YouTube videos that kind of just kind of crack me up and and make life fun. So please sign up for that. I will put a link in the show notes, um, but also um, whenever you visit the website, there's a, there's a sign up there. So I would um, love it if you would give me that um, little space. It's, oh, it's once a month um, at this point, because I know there's a lot of newsletters out there. um, But I think it's also, I I really like certain newsletters that give me some kind of fun links that maybe I'm not seeing around, um, you know, the, uh, the internet. So just um, just once a month. So I've got my cup of tea here, and it is I'm back on the loose leaf English breakfast tea um, from Harney and Sons. And when Chloe was home for spring break a few weeks ago, you know she's a college girl who developed a little bit of a coffee habit at school, and then quickly made some realizations. One. It's really easy to get hooked on the caffeine. (laughs) And um, also if, when you're drinking regular coffee, like, you know, without a bunch of stuff in it, and I was trying to encourage her to really lay off the, you know, anything with the sugar, the artificial dairy stuff, you know, a little bit of half and half or cream is fine, but don't go getting addicted to the whole sweet thing. So, you know, she was kind of doing that, I guess, but I don't drink just plain coffee. I drink my coffee black and I don't drink it in very many places because most people have, most places have bad coffee. And so that's what she kind of realized that at school, at the dining halls, um, the coffee was pretty lousy, but they made really good, you know, vanilla lattes. But number one, those are expensive. And number two, they've got a lot of calories. And number three, she was, um, feeling like she kept needing more and more coffee. So I, you know, I love my enlightened child because somehow I have not really realized (laughs) some of those things about myself, like that I drink too much coffee. But, um, so she switched to tea which has a little less caffeine, and that's what I do. Like, when I have to go into the office, I never drink the coffee in the coffee maker. I always, they have kind of a nice selection of teas, and um, teas are just so much more reliable in in public places like that. So um, she really got into um, drinking the English breakfast tea, and I'm using that perfect tea maker, um, which, you know, she really kind of enjoyed. And so I kind of was reminded of it, and so I'm back on that today. Speaking of spring break, it was great, it was wonderful. I like not having to work. <laughs> I took the I took the week off, I just have a part-time marketing job, I should not complain about it at all. Um, but it was just nice to be home with the boys. I mentioned last time that uh, Jonah is in his college decision timeframe, he's got about two more weeks to make that decision, and uh, my husband took him on a couple college tours, And then um, I took him and Ben to UC Irvine, and um, then we did our very last tour last Saturday where uh, he went to UC San Diego, which is where Chloe goes, so that was really nice. The whole family went down, and we we did the tours. Not even just the normal tour because, you know, we kind of know that campus by now and we've done the tours before, but just um, more about his his major specialization, um, housing, things like that. And then we got to spend the afternoon with Chloe, which was really fun. We uh, had lunch in one of the dining halls. I was able to actually take her grocery shopping over to Trader Joe's while my husband and Jonah went to uh, one of the presentations. And then we went back to her apartment where there was nobody there. None of her roommates were there. And we just all sort of crashed out. She did homework. Ben did homework. Ben and I both fell asleep. <laughs> it was really nice to have sort of a place to go. I think we all got well over 20,000 steps that day. It was it was kind of a crazy day. So Jonah is just, you know weighing all the the pros and cons and i'm not really sure which way he's going to go right now so but so that was fun i also mentioned last time that i had some housekeeping goals i'll talk about that a little bit more at the at the end but um I had some projects around the house I wanted to do. I was able to spend some time um, just with the boys. Uh, I can't even remember what we do. I don't know if we saw a movie, but we just we just you know kind of did some you know hanging out together. I did a lot of work um, on my blog, kind of on the back end stuff that takes more time than I ever think it will. And I kind of discovered Pinterest. I know that sounds kind of stupid. I've had a Pinterest account for forever. But I just didn't really use it that much. And then I started noticing that people were sort of coming to the blog through Pinterest. And so I kind of got interested in it. And oh my gosh, like how ridiculous is this to say? But there are so many cool things on Pinterest. Um, So much information on quilting and like a lot of... um, machine quilting inspiration I started a board just for that so that I can um, well number one you know share it with other people who follow me but just for my own edification of things to to look at to be inspired when um, I'm ready to quilt some quilts I started a sock uh, or a a knitting board which I couldn't believe I never had so anyways um, I'm completely enjoying Pinterest and as I always am with the internet I am amazed at how many people so generously put stuff out there for free. Do you know what I mean? The tutorials and patterns and um, you, know, just inspiration that, that is out there is truly amazing. I just think about when I was a kid or even at the beginning of um, you know my motherhood journey, you know, this stuff, it just didn't exist and it still sort of amazes me and it's, it's fun for me to be just a tiny little part of it and to sort of give back um, through my blog and the podcast and stuff, but, but really people are doing such amazing things out there. One of the things that I'm really enjoying about this podcast is as I go through the, the two weeks between them, you know, I, I'm thinking about you guys and I'm thinking about what I'm gonna talk about and sometimes it really kind of kicks me into gear to get sewing or knitting or or whatever so that i've got something to talk about and it's not like these are things that i should need that much of a kick in the pants to do you know i did all these things for years before i had a podcast or a blog but you know sometimes uh, i can just be lazy or uninspired i just kind of appreciate that accountability i guess you would call it so i do have a couple things to talk about quilting wise i finished the pineapple quilt top Yay! I'm so excited. When last we spoke, I had to do the piano key borders, and I was looking forward to slash dreading it at the same time because it was a lot of cutting, which I kind of split up over a few days. And then there's a color wash element to it. Um, There's a whole color wash element, kind of to the whole quilt. Um, The the inner borders with the half square triangles are kind of a color wash, kind of cool to medium or cool to warm. I just cut up a bunch of these uh, batiks and just, you know, kind of started laying them out. And it was kind of fun because it felt kind of improv-y. I've mentioned this in a in my caption on my one of my Instagram pictures. Um, (laughs) That's how not improv-y I am. That this seemed improv-y. But to, to get the gradient right, and I just, you know, there were so many of them, there's only, they're only like two and a half inches, so they finish at, no, 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 no. They're one and a half inches, so each one's only an inch. So, you know, those seam allowances really add up, so I kept sewing them and then adding more and adding more until I finally got to the to the right um, length or width of the, of the side of the quilt. But it was really fun to try to figure out how to make them blend, and I tried not to be too, you know, crazy about it all being perfect, but to just kind of let it be a little funky in places. And uh, so that like went on for over a few, you know, like over a few evenings that I was putting that together, and that was a lot of fun. And I finally got that all all together and um, set aside so that I can continue to think about the quilting of it. Um, somebody mentioned, I think it's Vicki over at My Creative Corner 3 mentioned to, to do like maybe a leafy meander, um, in, in the background between the pineapples, thought that was a good idea. Um, I also have thought about just kind of like the, the Echo Paisleys. I think I am not at all brave enough to do swirls, even though I feel like I would really get somewhere with swirls if I did it that many of them. But I also have that very busy pink string quilt that I've talked about before, and that might be the better place to practice swirls because you won't really be able to see them um, as opposed to, you know, this like very uh, pale beige background on the pineapple quilt. So I'm still sort of thinking about that, and that leaves, though you know, there's like three levels of borders to quilt. And you know, I'm not really a border girl because I really hate quilting borders. So um, so I'm still kind of thinking about that. So that's gonna be on the machine, uh, I think later this week. Because the other quilt that I worked on, like the minute I was done with that, the borders on that and I pressed it, I folded it, set it aside, and opened up this box from Quilts for Cure. I volunteered to put together and operation smiley quilt um, which is um, over at this at the Quilts for Cure website and they're these heart-shaped blocks um, it's the Cluck Cluck so pattern and they're all navy yellow and white and um, so Holly Ann over there had asked for volunteer quilters to put these together, and she sends you everything. It's just like it's like this fun little quilt kit. The blocks are done. It, there are, it's four by five, there's 20 blocks. And then she um, sent navy, a bunch of navy fabric for borders and backing and binding. She sent uh, batting and thread. I mean, it's, it's the whole deal, and instructions. So I immediately just slapped those... Um, Blocks up on my design wall. I love having this design wall. You know, I said that I was going to slide it behind the china cabinet when I wasn't using it, so that my you know house looked decent when you walked in the door. Well, there's a couple problems with that. Number one, it turns out the china cabinet is too close to the wall, so we need to move this 150,000 pound china cabinet forward a little bit. We do have hardwood floors, so it should slide. But I've just got this fear the whole thing's going to tip over. So. I, when, we, when I first made it I told my husband can I just I'm just gonna leave this design wall up this week and then I'll figure out what to do with it Well, that was like a month ago now and' I'm, it's still just sitting there but I love it because I can just always see what I'm working on. So I immediately put the, the um, heart blocks up there and move them around. It's a little challenging because um, you know people just do it in so many different ways so, so to try to get it sort of random placement you know but balanced um but I finally finally did Jonah stepped in and kind of helped me and we took pictures with our phone you know on mono so that you can see whether or not you've kind of balanced it with darks and lights I love I love the age of cell phone photography where you can check things like that that night on Sunday night I just absolutely sewed it together in an hour so I've got this quilt top there and I cut the borders so more borders so I'm gonna sew the borders on today. And then I've got two quilts to baste and then quilt. So I think my plan for this one is going to be to quilt each heart in a different meandering quilting motif. So, you know, I've been through you know Angela Walters and uh, Krista Watson's books and Angela Walters is running this um, I'm not really involved in it other than I get her newsletter so I see it this free motion quilting challenge where she's showing a different uh, quilting motif every week and she's got this quilt that's got a bunch of large squares that she's you know showing you how she's doing it so I think I'm gonna review those there's 20 blocks here and I you know I'm sure I'll repeat some but I think I'm gonna fill them up that way inside the hearts, which leaves the outsides of the hearts. And um, I'm not really sure what I'm gonna do with that, but I'll figure it out. So that's gonna be kind of weird for me to have these two quilts that need to be quilted just kind of sitting there. i you know, I'm a piecer, not a quilter. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes, but I am looking forward slash dreading uh, getting to that part of it. If you are at all interested in putting together one of these um, quilts for charity, Um, Holly Ann will send you everything and she'll send you uh, a label to ship it back. And she's looking for volunteers. She's got quite a few more of these blocks. She'd called for blocks and people heard the call and sent her a ton. And so now she needs some some help finishing these up. And again, this is for Quilts for Cure, which is a charity that um, gives quilts to kids with cancer. So um, it's a worthy cause. And I would encourage you to get involved in that. And the last thing that's on my sewing table here is um, a pair of jeans that I have. And I've been meaning to do this forever, and I'm hoping if I say it out loud, then maybe I'll do it. So I have this pair of jeans, this capri jeans, and the, one of the back pockets, the stitching came out. The stitching came out, I said that funny, of, of the bottom of the, the pocket, probably because my cell phone poked through or something. As a matter of fact, if I forget and I put my cell phone in that pocket, it falls right out. I've done it a lot and so they're mostly jeans that I just um wear around the house but I still like them and they still fit so I've been thinking about doing some visible mending have you heard about this thing visible mending where you know instead of me trying to tuck that all in there and find some gold thread and redo that top stitching I just embrace the fact that this needs a patch and I've got this little stash of um liberty scraps so i've really been thinking about um taking like some steam seam and a patch and because i'm not going to be one that's going to like take a little patch and turn all the edges under that's never going to happen but if i do steam a seam and um on some liberty fabric and iron it on and then just do some sort of a decorative you know now i'm a blanket stitch queen but some sort of decorative stitch decorative stitch around it I thought about hand stitching, but at that point, it's a bunch of layers of denim and that doesn't sound like fun at all. So um, I've been thinking about doing that. So we'll see if I can resurrect this uh, pair of jeans. So let's talk about knitting. Well, this will probably be a short segment. (laughs) I'm not making a ton of progress. So uh, one day I did a little Instagram post that I finally frogged back my mittens and tried again and was hoping for the best. Well, yeah, that ended up getting ripped out again because I think, oh, because I was using the small, too small of needles. I really thought that I understood my gauge situation, but I totally didn't. So I've cast it back on. I've, I've moved on. My problem now is that I need to move the, The rest of them into up to size seven needles, and the size seven needles are not in my little kit. I think they might be on the sleeves of my tea leaf sweater, which I have not touched. <laughs> I think I'm just sort of a little afraid to do those sleeves. I don't know why, it's, it's really stupid, but I've got a real mental block there. So I should probably find out if that's where those size sevens are. And if not, then I just need to buy some like size sevens and, and move on with my life. So those two projects were just causing more, me more anxiety than um, you know blissful knitting time. So what did I do? Cast on another sock. <laughs> Of course I did. I got some uh, navy, just plain navy uh, stroll, I think it's called uh, sock yarn from Knit Picks in my stash. And I've been wanting to cast on this free Ravelry pattern from Olivia from This Handmade Life. If you don't follow her, you should. She's got a beautiful Instagram feed. I just wanna just go live in her house and, and she's got a beautiful blog. And she has a bunch of free sock patterns. And they're pretty easy sock patterns. They're almost vanilla socks with one little um, decorative repeat that goes down the length of the sock. And it's, you know, I have a 64 inch sock and the lace repeat is only 12 stitches of each row. And it's only every other row. And so I picked the, it was hard to pick, but I picked the pattern called Winter's Frost and it's free on Ravelry, and I'll take a picture of the sock, but it is navy, and it's actually quite hard. I'm not sure I picked the best yarn for this, but I just really wanted to try it, and it's what I had, and the only other sock yarn I have is self-striping, and that's totally not right for this pattern, but it's so delicate. I really feel like you need some of that really nice indie dyed You know, like variegated or tonal lighter sock yarn, but still, it's it's fun. I've not really done a lace sock pattern before, so and when I say lace, it's just a you know a yarn over and a a couple yarn overs and a couple decreases all within a 12 inch um, you know stitch repeat. That has been fun and that's been saving me (laughs) on the knitting front, even though I've only knit about you know four or five inches of that. Um, So that's kind of what's going on with knitting. I did do a post about knitting resources because people have been contacting me, um, I think mostly quilters who have tried knitting in the past or have kind of thought about knitting and said, you know, I'd really kind of like to get started in knitting. So I created a blog post, and I'll put a link in the show notes, um, to kind of help you help yourself to learn to knit on the internet, which is how I learned. I did do one class at Joann's where I basically learned nothing. And they had me buy these gigantic knitting needles that were, you know, three quarters of an inch in diameter and chunky yarn. And, and I, I just never really got anywhere with it. And then I bought a book and that was even worse because you need to see knitting. And there are so many great knitting resources online. So I just kind of, um, I created a playlist on my YouTube channel of, from Very Pink Knits, which is one of my very favorite online knitting resources. The camera work is really good. You can see her and her hands at the same time. She explains things really well. She clearly really knows what she's talking about. And so whenever I have a question, I've kind of learned just to go to her channel and search because I really, really like her stuff. Check that out if you're interested in learning to knit. And I've been trying to gauge interest on whether or not people are interested in doing some sort of a small knit along to just sort of do a very small project to learn the basic skills of knitting. And then um, maybe later on, uh, I'll put something together about sock knitting because there's definitely a lot of interest in sock knitting as well. So leave a comment, let me know if that's something that you would be interested in. My reading has been sort of all over the place lately, so I don't really have uh, a ton to share there. I've been reading kind of a a lot of nonfiction books, more about business and blogging and things like that, so nothing super fun to share there. But I do have a couple of shows to talk about and a guilty confession. So one show that my husband and I love that is back for its third season is Better Call Saul. Um, I don't know if any of you watched Breaking Bad. I have a very conflicted relationship with Breaking Bad. My husband absolutely loved it. I kind of couldn't handle it. And so I would often get up in the morning and he often gets up earlier than me and he'd be watching it. I'd sort of watch the last 20 minutes. He'd fill me in on what happened before. And so I kind of had this exact same relationship with Game of Thrones, which I also cannot handle. I'm kind of a sensitive TV viewer. And so same thing, I would come down, I would like hide behind a pillow during all the execution scenes in in Game of Thrones, and he would just kind of film me in on the storyline. I I was very interested in the storylines in each of these, but Better Call Saul is a spinoff from Breaking Bad about uh, the lawyer... And it's in Breaking Bad and I find it so much more fun it's funny it's more lighthearted, but the storytelling is great so I'm very happy that to be back and um, and watching that and that's again it's something my husband and I can watch together and that's kind of a win-win when I'm sewing or knitting or kind of on my own um, I have just having a hard time kind of settling in on a show and then I ran across this show that was on my list um, in my Netflix list from years ago that I kind of let go. And I'm like, honestly, a little embarrassed to be telling you about this because I feel like it's a, it's it's like one of those guilty pleasure shows and it's not the real housewives or anything like that. Um, it's a movie, it's a show from the Hallmark channel called Cedar Cove. Now, what you have to know about this is that it is a, it's based on a, Book, series of books by Debbie. I, I say Debbie McComber. I think it's actually pronounced a little bit differently. Who I know from her Blossom Street series of books. Um, it was like uh, she had a book. I think the first one was, I don't know, the Yarn on Blossom Street. That is completely wrong. It's about a knitting store that opens up in this little gentrified area of Seattle. And then she went on to talk about the different stores on Blossom Street, there's like a flower shop and um, a cafe and and it's just one of those kind of um, crafty fiction books, feel good stories. And I actually really enjoyed them. So then I ventured out of that into some of her other books, which I did not like as much. And, and among those, actually, the Cedar Cove ones, which I think most of the titles are like addresses and it's like some address on in, in this place called Cedar Cove, which is like a little island off of Seattle. And anyways, that um, the Hallmark made this a few years ago. It stars uh, Andy McDowell, who is so unbelievably gorgeous. That woman, I just I looked her up on IMDb. She is sixty years old. She looks amazing. And so, so when that first came out, I thought, oh, this is fun. But it's you know, it's very lighthearted. I read some reviews about it. That's you know that they're trying to give people something to watch that is just. Um, it's feel good and it's positive, and I totally get that. And so I watched a few episodes. I let it go, and then I just picked it up one day while I while I was sewing. And I actually just skipped a season two, which was funny because I felt like I don't even know where I left off in season one. But it's like a soap opera. Frankly, not much has changed. And I just kind of binge watched the next two seasons just while I was sewing. It's one of those things you don't really have to pay attention to, but the scenery. Is gorgeous and I don't know if you have those shows where I have curly hair and so does Andy McDowell and I'm just looking at her hair going I wish my hair looked like that and you know it's just it is a total feel-good type of show so that is my guilty little confession that I'm just watching this completely sort of inane show but I, I do kind of get a kick out of it for the homemaking segment here I want to talk a little bit about spring cleaning The spring cleaning bug has finally bit, and it started uh, during spring break when I had a little bit of extra time and I set myself some goals. And I really wanted to just get through the kitchen, do a total deep clean on the kitchen. I had been fly ladying ladying it, you know, at 15 minutes a day going through the cabinets, but I kind of lost traction on it to be honest with you. And I really am, at heart, an all or nothing girl, so I just kind of like to get all in on a project. I wish, it's something I wish I kind of could fix in myself. I wish I could really embrace the small things, add up to big things, 15 minutes a day, and I try, but sometimes it just feels so good to just really get in there. So, I... Started in on the kitchen, and actually I did it just between like 30 to 40 minutes a day, so more than 15, but not all day, and I just went through every cabinet, you know, wiped them out, and then one day, um, I think it was the last podcast day, Ben and I, yeah, I just got down there, and he helped me, and I filled the, the sink up with Murphy's oil soap, and we washed, you know, all the cabinet doors inside and out, and, and the kitchen table and chairs just washed down all the wood, it felt really good. And then I kind of lost traction. I got through spring break. I I was faithful to the end of spring break. And then there's just a few little things left to do. And one of those is lining the drawers. So about 15 years ago, we remodeled our kitchen. And it's funny because I still think of it as a new kitchen. And it's like twice as old as the original kitchen ever was. But when that happens, you know, all the insides of all the drawers, There's just this new stuff that you don't really, you know, want to put contact paper down on. And I hate contact paper. But over 15 years, I'm kind of wearing away the finish on the bottom of drawers that we use a lot. And so a couple years ago, you know, during one of these uh, spring cleaning binges like I'm having right now, I lined them with cork. So at Target, they had these squares of cork that I actually use also inside my cabinets to make like a little bulletin board inside my cabinet that's above my phone. But I just cut them to size and I lined them. So they're about, I'm looking like maybe a half an inch thick and they're 12 inch squares. And so I just trimmed them up and that's worked out really well. Um, but for some reason I didn't do all the drawers or I didn't even do all the ones that need it. They don't all need it. When the ones that have things like rags and stuff like that, that doesn't need it. But I have this drawer right below our cooktop where I, we just keep all these utensils and it's kind of a disaster. And so I went back to Target and they don't sell them anymore. They're now, you know, cause it was, it, it's really for putting on your walls to create your own little, you know, cork board, bulletin board situation. And so now they have them, but they're, they're like hexy shaped. <laughs> taxis they're everywhere. So I was bummed out about that. So I went back home and of course immediately got on Amazon. And when I did that search, turns out, I, I can buy that, but they also have rolls of cork that are like a sixteenth of an inch thick. And it's kind of like contact paper, but it's cork. And so I bought some and I'm looking at it right now and it's sitting there and it has been sitting there for a week and a half. It's gonna be a little harder to install because I'm gonna to have to kind of cut it to sh- the shape and and um, I have a feeling that it's gonna curl up, but I have enough stuff that I, in the drawers that I think it'll wait, wait it down till it kind of relaxes. So that is my new goal in the kitchen is I've got about three drawers that I wanna line with that. So I'll let you know how that goes. I'm kind of excited to to have a solution that's not contact paper I did try that you know that kind of rubber stuff um, that you can line drawers with or put under rugs so that they don't skid that's what I tried last time and I have found that that just sort of bunches up in the drawer to the point that just drove me crazy it just never stayed neat so um I'm, I'm gonna give the cork a try and I I really um hope to be able to report on that next time or maybe I'll do a blog post on it and uh, see if I can get that to work. That's about it for this episode. Thank you so much for spending your valuable time with me. I really appreciate it. I hope you were able to work on something fun and have a great rest of your week.